candidate. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Good morning. Welcome to today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. And today uh, I'm going to begin with I'm going to begin with Revelation chapter one, verse eleven, saying, I am Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. Write promptly what you see, your vision, in a book, and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamon, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Initially, the book of Revelation was written to Christ's seven churches. It was to the world, but to specifically the seven churches of Christ. Revelation 21, 6. And he further said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I myself will give water without price from the fountain the springs of the water of life revelation 22:13 i am the alpha 
and the Omega, the first and the last, the before all and the end of all. There is a time to be born, there is a time to die, a time to plant, a time to reap. There is a time to begin a new plan, eternal plan of God in the world. On the day of resurrection, Christ breathed into a small group of people His Holy Spirit. He is the Alpha. He began an experience with man and mankind to be born again. I am the Omega. There will be a day when no individual will ever be born again. That experience of the Holy Spirit with mankind will end forever. I am the beginning and the end. What God began in time when He created time, and we live in time, is going to come to an end in about another thousand years. So time had a beginning, time will have an end. The uh, time of Adam to the end of mankind, as we understand mankind, at the end of a 7,000 year period of time, will end at the great judgment seat of Christ, the white throne judgment. There is a beginning, there is an end. We are now at the end of what Christ said would happen from His time to the end, or actually from the time that He came he died, he ascended, and his return. He is coming, and at, at his return, he is going to take possession of the kingdoms of the world. He's the Omega, and he will take the kingdoms of the world, and he will rule them for a thousand years. And uh, in uh, also in... Uh, Revelation 22, verse 10. Christ said in the Revelation to John, verse 10, And he further told me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, and make no secret of them, for the time when things are brought to a crisis and the period of their fulfillment is near. He who is unrighteous, who is unjust, who is wicked, let him be unrighteous still. And he who is filthy, vile, impure, let him be filthy still. And he who is righteous who is just, upright, 
in right standing with God, let him do right still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. In the book of Revelation, Christ finishes that book by telling John to write down that nothing is to be hidden, to be sealed. Nothing, no, there are no longer secrets. There will be no parables. Christ will, There's no need for the Holy Spirit to speak in parables to His people. He is going to speak clearly. At the end of the world, before His return, He wants the members in all seven churches in these lampstands, which will all exist in the age in which, in the time, in the day in which we are now alive. All seven of these churches exist presently uh, within the world of Bible scholars and the, the teachers of this land. There is still unharmony, disunity. Uh, it is still, to, in their minds, a mystery as to whether each church came onto the scene and then uh, faded out and a new lampstand would come and then it would fade out another lampstand in a sequence. Some think that maybe that was the case. Others think that maybe, well, they possibly could be here but they don't see it in the Scripture. No. Through time, 1,900 years ago to the present, each of these lampstands came into existence. They never, they continued to the present. And yes, there were seven lampstands coexisting in uh, Asia 1,800 years ago, 1,900 years ago, 1,800 for sure, 1,700 for sure. They coexisted. And then each Lampstand had a prophecy about its personality and the work that it was to accomplish. Then you would go to the next lampstand, eventually Ephesus, then to Smyrna. Smyrna would suffer. Smyrna would be persecuted. Smyrna was told uh, that they were to wait for ten days. They would have a time of very of hardship, but it would end, which it did. Then you would have the third church, Pergamos. Pergamos would be the beginning of the Orthodox churches, as we understand Orthodox churches today, Russian Orthodox, Eastern Orthodox, etc. And then after the Eastern Orthodox churches, another lampstand would come into existence, Roman Catholicism, out of Rome. And that would be Thyatira. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Do the Orthodox churches exist still to this day? Of course they do. Probably be around 1300 A.D. I have the, uh, a chart. I should pull it out and kind of give you an idea of the timeline of these churches. Hopefully I can, uh, in my notes, I can get it quickly. 
and give you an idea. Then you had after Thyatira, you had um, Sardis, which would be the Lutheran churches. And yes, here I, here I have a, I have my notes right here. The reason this is important is because every born again Christian. I was raised a Catholic. I was a member of the Church of Thyatira. I was a member of the church. All these churches have their own personality. They have their strengths. They have their weaknesses. Uh, there is corruption in five of the seven. Uh, there is uh, unfaithfulness in five of the seven. And it could say you could say that there'd be unfaithfulness to some degree in Philadelphia, the sixth church. But the church of Ephesus was from the time of Christ roughly uh, at 100 A.D., the church of Ephesus. This would be the initial time period of that church. This was the early apostles and the second generation and third generation of apostles or of the men who would take the teachings of Christ and protect them to carry on to the future generations. Now, apostle, uh, uh, that word, that term, are there apostles today? Yes, there are. The Bible says there are. Uh, pastors throughout the country, uh, fundamentalists uh, in the fundamental churches say there aren't. Uh, the In the Pentecostal charismatic slash charismatic movement, they do believe that there are are apostles presently. Uh, they do believe that women can be apostles. Uh, they don't really, I don't think, have a clear understanding of what an apostle is. Yes, an apostle does perform miracles, wonders, signs, follow. But a more pure way to understand in, in the in the in the clear understanding of what an apostle is, like the Apostle John and Paul and Peter and all the others, the, the foundation of apostleship back then meant those who would carry the perfect, true teachings of Christ and present these pure teachings to the children of God. That is apostleship. Teachers uh, that are careful in their teaching, they operate in a sense to a degree that uh, they do have that experience. So you could say, can you say that they are apostles? Well, no, you can't. Because along with apostleship, there there's another aspect or another uh, dynamic that would be vision that would be clarity of an eternal purpose of God for the time in which they live example the apostle Paul eventually he realizes and he has the revelation 
that his work would leave the area of the Jewish people and he would leave the work to the Jewish people, the Hebrew people, to that of the Gentile people. He knew in Revelation, Peter was given this experience too, but in the book, but in via Revelation, he knew the Gentile churches must be part of the family of God. He knew the adoption that the prophets in the Old Testament had talked about. They had prophesied there would be an adoption into the Hebrew family of the Gentile peoples of the nations. The Jewish people, initially Peter didn't see it until Peter was told to go to the household of Cornelius. And there, before he went, he had a vision coming out of heaven of a sheet with animals that were unclean. Wasn't talking about animals that we eat. It was talking about Gentiles. The Gentiles and the Jews, they were not compatible. The Gentiles were unclean. But Peter had the revelation that um, the Gentiles were accepted by God. And the proof was Cornelius and his household, his family, and all that, uh, that he, all the people and the souls of men that he oversaw. Paul, he saw the, had the revelation that through the prophets and the teachings that the Gentile people would be adopted into the family of God. And that adoption was the, um, what was implicated, the implications were immense to the Jewish thought. One thought was this. Paul realized, and then Peter would talk about it later on also, that everything that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, all the riches that were promised to Israel, all the riches were, would be available to the adopted children of God. All the riches, all that Christ Messiah was, would be available to the adopted children. They would sit in a type at the same table and everything that was placed upon that table was accessible to Jew or Hebrew and Gentile. This was one of the great revelations that the Apostle Paul said. Just one. And he realized the great plan that God had with the Hebrew people and the Gentile people sitting at the same table. This was a this was not in the Hebrew thinking. It wasn't in Peter's thinking. But Paul had the revelation. From hence I go to the Gentiles. But before he went, he wrote the book of Hebrews. 
because he wanted the Hebrew people to understand the plan of God that the plan that God had with them through Christ through Messiah and he wanted them to clearly to, to be clear and to understand that this Christ that was rejected this stone that was rejected was the very foundation stone upon which everything, the fulfillment of all that the Hebrew people had been promised, it would be upon this foundation. Salvation, uh, eternal, eternal hope, uh, God, Emmanuel, God with us, the Messiah, would be God himself which the Jewish people found that very hard to believe. They couldn't grasp it. But that this very God would become man, this very God would, they would put on a cross on a tree, and that this very God would eventually tell them, it was prophesied by your prophets that you would crucify him. Did God know what would happen? Yes. The Father, would He know? Yes. But that salvation through repentance would come to them first. <clears throat> to them first. It wouldn't be to the Gentiles first. No. Even though they nailed Him to a tree, salvation would come to them first. Not only then upon salvation, about upon repentance, then the promise was that God would fulfill the prophecies of the prophets, that God would dwell in them and pour His Spirit upon them in a different experience than the children of Israel prior to Christ's death had. God would speak to them overtly, but His Spirit was not in them. But to the Jewish people first, on that night of resurrection, everyone in that room was Hebrew. Then later on, salvation, the rebirth, would come to the Gentile people. This is the people that they don't understand what an apostle is. They don't, they think, an apostle is just a title, is someone that is charismatic, eloquent, uh, can handle finances, that is persuasive. That, that has nothing to do with apostleship. Everything begins with one, in the, one thing must occur. You must be called by God to that office. You don't, you're not elected to it. There's only one time when an individual was elected to that office. It was when Judas had died and they needed to fill Judas's spot. And the apostles, the 11 apostles, drew straws or they drew, I forget how they did it, the word that was used. 
they drew lots. And the lots fell to Matthias. But Paul was called. John, Peter, James, they were with Christ. Now James was half-brother to Christ. And he eventually would become the most mature of the apostles. And everybody, all the other apostles would run things to him, through him. And because he had the maturity, he had actually been part of the family. There were experiences that he had that even Peter, James, John, all the others didn't have. But Paul was called to be an apostle. The men presently who call themselves apostles, if they have not been called, then what they say is meaningless. Okay, we're going to uh, go to a break, and I'll be back in just a few minutes. Rick Rodriguez, Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry. As 1360 continues to grow, we want to know what our listeners think. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Give us your feedback. Go to 1360KHNC.com and hit the contact button and give us your thoughts. Hi, this is Bob Cameron with Waterworks. Call or text 303-888-8891. It may not be obvious, but all water has impurities. Yes, your water has impurities. At Waterworks, we provide long-term solutions to make your water safe and ideal for as little as $25 per month. Call or text today to schedule your free water analysis. 303-888-8891. Of all tyrannies, a tyranny exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. It would be better to live under robber barons than under omnipotent moral busybodies. The robber baron's cruelty may sometimes sleep. His cupidity may at some point be satiated. But those who torment us for our own good will torment us without end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience. C.S. Lewis I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I would like to encourage everyone to make sure they are prepared financially as the Federal Reserve continues to destroy the value of the dollar. Since the closing of the gold window in 1971, the Federal Reserve has led the way in the explosion of debt and the devaluing of your money. They openly say that they need 2% inflation, which simply means they hope to devalue your money, and they want to do this every single year, year after year. I know it's hard to understand, but the Federal Reserve believes in prosperity through debt and growth via the devaluation of your future. To learn more about how to protect yourself, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592 and protect yourself against the devaluing of your money. Reasons to Own Gold. Reason number one. Culturally, the golden rule is treating others as you want to be treated. But financially, the golden rule is those that have the gold make the rules. 
When you retire, make sure you can write your rules. Call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. Hey, guys, this is Dave from One Day Closer. And this is Mark. Tune into our new show every Saturday, 2 to 4 on 1360 AM. We are going to be the voice of reason, bringing hope and light in this dark world. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. When Jesus walks. All right. Uh, my contact information is Olive Tree Ministry. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80501. Because this is a three-hour program, it's going to be difficult for many people. If you're on Sunday, if you're going to assembly, uh, you won't be able to stay for the full three hours. Go to assembly. If it's a good assembly, go. And, uh, and uh, let Christ uh, be sovereign to hopefully give you deep experiences of who he is in your assembly. If it's a bad assembly, uh, find a different different assembly or just stay away from assemblies because many assemblies, the men who are the leaders of these assemblies are apostate. And you will become apostate too. But if you have a great assembly, enjoy. And then you can go to podcasts because uh, fortunately... We're able to archive these on podcast, 1360khnc.com, to the Olive Tree program. During the week, I host the Present Truth program, 2 to 3. With the apostles, so with these apostles, you cannot self-appoint and this is the case in the American churches in the prophetic world, Pentecostal slash charismatic, self-appointed apostles. True apostles, God gets to decide who he is going to put in positions of authority in that office. There are many prophets that, are, that have the office of a prophet, many, many numerous prophets. There is a select group, a small group of people that you could say were true apostles. Prophets, teachers, pastors, evangelists, to some degree, may have some of the characteristics of the apostleship. Characteristics, one thing. Having the office is another. You have to be careful. Um, I do always say that you have the husband and wife team of apostle, uh, husband and wife apostleship, no such thing. No such thing. There are spiritual reasons why women have not been appointed or allowed to be apostles or even pastors. No such thing. But the evangelical churches of the United States of America and Canada were a different church, a different lampstand. We have, we're, we have give, give great latitude. 
we're very um, gracious. In the kingdom of heaven and the world of the kingdom of darkness, there is a battle taking place. It is a violent war. Not just a war. It is a violent war. Lucifer must win the war or he is eternally destroyed, which we know will happen. They are fighting for their existence in eternity as to where they're going to be. If the war is violent. The scripture is clear, but there's we're casual in the evangelical churches about the Word of God. They're not as casual in Roman Catholicism. Roman Catholicism, with all of its negative uh, characteristics, still they're not as they are much. They're not as. Uh, they don't give as much latitude when it comes to practice with women in the pulpit, so to speak. It's very narrow. They do know the scripture and they do stand on the scripture when it, can, when it pertains to women pastors, teachers, or fathers, priests. Judaism, the same. Lutheran churches have been becoming more lax. Orthodox churches are still somewhat very narrow. But in the evangelical churches, latitude. We are gracious. God isn't gracious concerning His Word. What He put in His Word, the apostles made what was actually written, they made it, they didn't change it. There was no uh, give and take. This is one of the qualities of those that are truly apostles. No give and take with the Word of God. None. What the Word says, it means they hold to that truth. They don't deviate from those truths. With prophecy, prophecy is exact. Prophecy, there is no latitude with prophecy. Every prophetic, uh, everything that has ever been prophesied has come to pass. There's no latitude with what God predicted through His apostles or through His prophets in the Old Testament times and even through the apostles in the New Testament times. There has been no latitude. It has been accurate. There hasn't been there are no gray areas. Everything is exact. The interpretation of the prophecies of concerning pertaining, pertaining to our time, uh, the interpretation is the problem. And with the Scripture, interpretation. You have interpretations in uh, just with doctrine. One example is when we die, we go to heaven. Well, that is a interpretation that is a, uh, it's gone through the centuries that 
when we die, we go to be with Christ in heaven. We're, we're with God instantly in the heaven. That's not biblical. Again, Scripture, the doctrines of the Scripture, there's no latitude. No, it is clear by the Apostle Paul, when we die, we go to a place under the crust of the earth into a region called Hades, but a pleasant portion of Hades, not the fire, uh, not the uh, area of fire, torment, no. Christ likened it to a place of rest where we sleep. Paul says that before the resurrection occurs, those who are asleep have to wake up. Well, they're, if they're in heaven, they don't need to wake up because they're already with God in their eternal state. No, Paul doesn't present that in 1 Corinthians. He said, no, they're sleeping. It's clear. Sleep means sleep. It doesn't mean awake and aware. It means sleep. Now, just prior to the resurrection, in Revelation chapter 6, I believe it is, or 5, it says that the people that are martyred during the time of Antichrist, they're not in that place of sleep very long. They're there just for a very short uh, period, like years. And it says that as they begin to awaken, they even, from their sleep, begin to cry out, when is our death going to be avenged? But we will all, those who are dead, are going to rise from their sleep. And on their ascension, those who are still living on the earth, and there will be some Christians that are still alive, they will ascend also to the judgment seat of Christ. And there, there will be a, a, we will all be, uh, our works will be tested. Our eternal salvation won't be tested. We'll be etern we're eternal. Once you're born again, you have eternal life. At the judgment seat, it's not a matter of whether you receive Christ or not. That has nothing to do with it. It's whether or not what you have done during your, the period of time in which you were a Christian and you had an opportunity to work in the field to uh, labor. There's a field that we're to work. We were given a commission by God. We were to go out into the world and baptize, proclaim, be salt, be light. And at the judgment seat of Christ, our works will be tested by fire. And as we pass through that fire, what can be burned is going to be burned. What we've built, what we've done, that is wood, hay, and stubble, the fire is going to burn it. What we have done in the spiritual sense of gold, silver, precious stone, gold meaning uh, divine the divine life, what we have done with divine life will pass through the fire. So silver, 
means uh, through the redemptive work of Christ, that will pass through the fire. And what is silver can't be touched. And then gold, silver, precious stones is what has happened during our lifetime concerning as it pertains to our uh, transformation, have, how we've matured, how we've been transformed, how we allow the Lord to uh, transform us from an unnatural state, fallen in the flesh, to a spiritual state where we live and walk and uh, live our lives daily under the influence and the anointing of our conscience, our intuition, and our heart, our spirit, what we do daily and how we follow the Lord in our spirit. So the one, one errant thought is that when we die, we go to heaven. No. The apostles are very strict on doctrine. Why? Christ gave perfect teachings during the time He was here, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. He was very clear. And, the, and with the disciples, He taught them. He taught them all the, the uh, hidden things from the foundation of the world. He explained to them that during their lifetime, they were going to work, they were going to labor, what they were going to do. He gave them prophetic words as to how the end of their world, their lives would come. Paul, a Peter, for example, the Lord said, Peter, when you're young, you'll go to this restaurant, that restaurant, you'll go wherever you want to go, Peter, when you're young. But there'll come a time, Peter, when somebody else is going to come, they're going to tell you what to wear, and they're going to lead you to your death. Peter knew. John the Apostle. The Lord tells the other apostles, if, I li if, if he lives till I return, and Peter said, well, well, actually, Peter asked Christ concerning John, uh, what about this brother? I'm abbreviating the story. But Peter said, what about John? I'm going to go to my death, but what about John? And the Lord told Peter, let's say that John should live till I return. What's that to you, Peter? You are instructed, you must, you are commanded to follow me. Don't look at him. You must follow me. And then the word went out that, well, John is never going to die. He is going to live through all these last 2,000 years until Christ returns. But that's not what Christ said. Christ was going to return on the Isle of Patmos and reveal himself to John and give John a vision. That was what Christ was referring to. What if he should live until A.D. 60, 96 to 98. What if he should live until I return? Because I have to return again to give him a vision. And my vision 
is going to pertain to the next 2,000 years, 1,900 years, and the end of the age. What is it to you if he should live until that time, Peter? You follow me. And Christ did return. And like I said at the beginning of the program, this hour, the book of Revelation is written to the lampstands of God. It is written to all the born-again people in the Catholic Church, Lutheran Church, Orthodox Churches, the fundamental churches, charismatic churches, Pentecostal churches, to Messianic churches, to the uh, Presbyterians, to the Anglicans. Every born-again Christian, this book is written to the lampstands primarily, primarily. It's not written to the unbelievers, but the unbelievers will read it and there will be things in that book of Revelation that the unbelievers will understand. And it will, what preaching can't do, what the gospel preachers can't do, the book of Revelation will do what it, what it uh, is intended to do. It will give the unbelieving world signs as to what will happen at the very end before Christ's return. A mark of the beast, an antichrist, a false prophet, a judgments on the earth, earthquakes, the moon turning to blood, the stars falling from the heaven, these type of things, the people, the children that don't know God, the people of the world that don't know Him, they'll understand those type of signs. The four horsemen of the apocalypse, it's a mystery to them, but God uses His Scripture to put these visuals in their minds and they have a, a grasp that, hey, maybe these things are coming to pass. All the movies that are written about the four horsemen of, of the apocalypse, a pale rider, things of this nature. Then they have a thought of... of uh, Something coming out of the ground that goes out through the whole earth and causes people to live in torment for five months and they can't die. The children of the world are wiser than the children of light. The book of Revelation is written to God's children in a code. But that code now, according to Revelation chapter 22, 10 and 11... The code cannot be sealed anymore. We Christians, this code is being opened to us, to those that want to understand it. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Tactical Civics is a private member organization with the mission to glorify Jesus Christ and organize we the people to enforce the U.S. Constitution. From public school districts to Congress to the U.S. federal courts, those who are supposed to serve the American people now rule us. Tactical Civics focuses on training us to fight back. America needs you. Visit tacticalcivics.com. Again, tacticalcivics.com. 
The Center for Medicare and Medicaid is cracking down on call centers due to a 150% increase in complaints they had last year due to pitchmen like Joe Namath, Captain Kirk, and Jimmy J.J. Walker. These guys will not be your advocates if you change your plan with them. Please call me first, 970-515-6882. I do not offer every plan available in your area. Any information I provide is limited to those plans I do offer. Please contact Medicare.gov or 1-800-MEDICARE to get information on all your options. Are you prepared for a power outage? Never be left in the dark again. Wagner Electric has proudly partnered with Generac to provide long-lasting generators for your home. We have standalone and portable generators in stock now. So give us a call for a free estimate at 970-800-3693. If you are constructing or upgrading your home, trust our expert electricians to take care of your home the first time. We offer services for anything from wiring an unfinished basement to wiring a newly built pole barn. Your electrical system is the heartbeat of your home. So don't risk it and give us a call today to get started at 970-800-3693 or visit us at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located off Highway 85 in Greeley at 1517 2nd Avenue. Wagner Electric sets the standard. If you love wealth better than liberty, the tranquility of servitude better than the animated contest of freedom, go home from us in peace. We ask not your counsel nor your arms. Crouch down and lick the hands which feed you. May your chains be set lightly upon you, and may posterity forget that you were ever our countrymen. Samuel Adams. The P.E. Gun Show, November 12th and 13th, will feature firearms giveaways both Saturday and Sunday. Show location is the new 90,000-square-foot Premier Events Expo Center at the Greeley Mall. With food all weekend, CCW classes, and daily firearms drawings, it makes the perfect way to spend the day. For more details, see P.E.Shows.com. That's P.E.Shows.com. See you at the show. Well, we're finished with the first hour. Podcasts will be on KHNC. I'm sorry, let me back up. Podcasts will be on 1360KHNC.com down to the navigate navigation area and then to podcasts. This will take you back to all archive programs back a year, two years. Olive Tree program. Also, um, I was going to say that I do have the radio program through the week, The Present Truth, from 2 to 3 daily. It's also on podcast, The Present Truth. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. I don't give out a phone number uh, because uh, I do have a, an email for the station and I am just so loaded I can't respond to even a tenth of, of the emails that come in. But if you write me, then I can, and, and leave your number, I can contact you. 
Okay, to finish out this hour, the um, Christ targeted a group of individuals initially. He handpicked these apostles that would be with him, that would carry these uh, initial disciples that would become apostles to carry his teachings. At this time in which we live, the principle remains the same. Christ is targeting in the body of Christ, the whole body, it, the, all the riches of Christ are available to the whole body of believers. But because of the time in which we live and the great apostasy that was prophesied, the great falling away in which we are living in, yes, Christ is presenting everything, the riches, to the whole family of God. But the case has always been that only a few will want those riches. Only a few will uh, want to be faithful. So the, the Holy Spirit is targeting, and the example I give is in the to the seven lampstands. He who hears what the Spirit is saying, this is to those who have an ear to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to His churches. We are in the final years before Christ returns. I have been saying we are in the last decade. And what is happening in the world is proving my position to be correct. God is targeting the prophetic people that are uh, prophetic, that are that have an ear to hear what he's speaking. I'm going to continue with this thought when we get back in the next hour. Rick Rodriguez, Olive Tree Ministry. KHNC is proud to carry my kind CBD products. Products include cocoa, top shelf tinctures, hemp salve, moisturizing lotions, and retinol cream. They also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin. To see all the CBD products we carry, visit the station at 2 South Parish or check us out online. Go to 1360KHNC.com. Click on the shop button. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Jim Williams. After this past week's elections, the battle for control of the U.S. House remains too close to call. Several key races are yet to be decided, as the party that gets a majority of 218 members will be in charge. One of those races is this state's third House district that spans western and southern Colorado. We won't likely know who wins it until sometime in the coming week. The matchup's likely going to an automatic recount. Since she finally pulled ahead Thursday, incumbent Republican Congresswoman Lauren Boebert has clung to a lead of 1,122 votes over former Aspen City Council 
Congressman Adam Frisch out of more than 320,000 cast in the race. Thousands of ballots have yet to be counted in Pueblo County, and that process is due to resume tomorrow after no counting on Friday's Veterans Day holiday. Almost two years later, COVID-19 still out there, and Colorado's number of COVID cases is above the level where health experts could consider them under control. Last week, nearly 12% of test kits came back positive, but public health leaders would like to see that figure stay under 5%. The Denver metro area and the rest of the Front Range said they currently have medium transmission rates. Rio Blanco County, where Meeker is on the western slope, is the only one in the state with a high rate of transmission. The CDC says people living there should go back to precautions, including mask wearing, but that's not a requirement for anyone. In sports, the Broncos are back on the field in Nashville today after a bye week facing the Tennessee Titans. Analysts hope Denver can make the most of the fact that Tennessee will be missing four of its defensive starters today. In college football Saturday, the 114th border war for the bronze boot trophy was stationed in Fort Collins, and the Wyoming Cowboys took it back north, holding on for a 14-13 victory. The CU Buffs played Friday night, sort of, in Los Angeles. They got blown out of the Coliseum by number 8 USC, the final 55-17. More college action in the state Saturday. The Northern Colorado Bears got by the Lumberjacks of Northern Arizona, 21-20. The School of Mines or Diggers closed their regular season with an 80-0 blasting of winless Fort Lewis. The Diggers finishing 9-2, headed for the Division II playoffs again. And Western State belted Adams State in Gunnison, 52-10. Jim Williams, Rocky Mountain News Network. Who says there are only 12 days of Christmas? At Gaylord Rockies, we celebrate for 45 days. That's 45 days of snow tubing, ice skating, snowball making, gingerbread decorating, and more. And ice is back. Featuring scenes from a Charlie Brown Christmas carved into larger-than-life sculptures and thrilling slides made entirely of ice. It's all part of so much Christmas at Gaylord Rockies. Get your tickets and packages at christmasatgaylordrockies.com. Becco's new line of dishwashers feature corner intents, the first sprayer that cleans all the way to the corners. Becco achieves this performance using 50% less water and 25% less energy than U.S. standards for dishwashers, which is why when you choose Becco, you not only get cleaner dishes, but you're making the planet cleaner too. Save energy and money with gift card rebates up to $200 on eligible models until December 31st. Visit Becco.com for more details. That's B-E-K-O.com. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. With costs of everything skyrocketing, including the cost of homes, cars, and education, making the need for more life insurance a necessity. Whether you're looking to purchase for the first time or you simply need to add to what you already have, I can help you. I'm Joey Jaquint with Northwestern Mutual, and we offer the best insurance plans in the country. U.S. News and World Reports just ranked us the best insurance company in the United States in 2022. From low-cost term insurance for those just starting out, that started on $25 per month to our popular blended insurance that will actually pay you money at the end of the policy. You heard me right, an insurance policy that will actually pay you out if you don't use it. Why us? Because Northwestern Mutual is the best. We have plans where if you are just starting out, you can go with one of our low-cost term plans, and as you grow financially, we can switch you into a blended plan five or ten years down the road as well to increase amounts and keep up with inflation. To find out more, call me, Joey Jaquin, at 602-909-9048. 
Come sail the Mardi Gras and have the time of your life with Cruise Planners, the easiest and best way to plan your cruise. The Mardi Gras Cruise, February 13th through 25th, is a great way to escape the noisiness of life and enjoy the ocean with amazing attractions and fun for everyone on and off the boat. Contact them at 970-578-9779 or milehighcruiseplanners.com. Again, 970-578-9779 or milehighcruiseplanners.com. Reserve your space today. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Welcome to the second hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Sundays, 9 to noon. And podcasts for the programs are on 1360khnc.com. My contact information is uh, Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. I finished off the first hour by stating that uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, does target uh, a certain group of children in his family. Uh, Christ, when he came, he selected the initial disciples that would be with him. He would instruct them in his teachings. Uh, He would... uh, instruct them on the understanding of who the Father in Heaven is, who He was as Messiah, what would happen to Him after His death and resurrection. He uh, gave them, explained to them parables concerning things that were hidden from the foundation of the world. Uh, He explained to them that there was another, uh, He was going to adopt children that were not initially brought into the Hebrew society through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he was going to adopt another family, the Gentile people, which was an an odd thought to the Jewish people. He explained that uh, he was the one who would, he he was the very God. He was not just the Son of God, he was the very God of Israel. And in His eternal uh, magnificence would be the best way to put it. And that uh, He had a specific plan for the children of Israel, for the nations, and for a unique group of individuals that would receive the Holy Spirit upon his death 
Paul says that he was careful not to offend the Hebrews, the Gentiles, or the church of God. So Paul was saying there are three people, three categories of people. There are three corporate groups of people. The Hebrews, Gentiles, and the church of God. And Paul also made it clear that prior to Christ's resurrection and giving birth to the church, the church did not exist prior to Christ's resurrection. There were only two corporate people, Hebrew and Gentile. Hebrew and Gentile. But that there would have to be a third corporate group of people that would have to exist after the night of resurrection, that would be the church of God. And the in the church of God, you would have these two initial corporate people, Jew and Gentile, Hebrew and Gentile. And they would make up the third corporate group of people. This third group of people would exist for 2,000 years. This corporate group of individuals that had the Holy Spirit in them would be time sensitive. They would only occupy in earth, in the, on the earth, basically 1950 years. That would be their existence. Hebrew and Gentile would exist to the end of the millennial kingdom. And the corporate group, the, the group of born-again people, they would live just 2,000 years, and then that born-again experience with mankind would end. That experience would not continue into the millennial kingdom. At Christ's second coming, just before that resurrection one individual just a, a, a person there will be the last individual that will ever have that experience of being born again in the on the night of resurrection there was a small group of people in a room that received the Holy Spirit at the same time receive ye the Holy Spirit and he breathed into them in the time coming in the near future, the last person, we don't know what that person's name is. We don't know if he's male or a female. We don't know if the person is uh, American or Japanese or Chinese. We don't know. But there will be that final individual that will meet Christ and be born again. And then that experience at the resurrection will end. God is targeting at this time that we live in, in the body of Christ, in the family of God, in God's household. God doesn't play favorites, but He does target those who come near to Him. He 
opens his heavens to those who are truly seeking him in his family. Uh, we have free will. We can draw near to the Lord. We can run from the Lord. We can, our motives may be different. Some people, they love to be Christians because God gives them protection and He blesses them with material goods and a nice life. Others that seek the Lord have hardship, have a little tribulation. Well, some of the believers don't want to pay a price. If you're an athlete, you're going to try out for the Olympics. You have to pay a price. That's just one of the principles in the kingdom of heaven. There's a price to pay. Do you want to pay the price? If you do, you will be rewarded. God will help you. God will carry you. God will do everything that is needed to make sure you continue to go from experience to experience to experience to grow. That's the purpose of planting a seed. Not to leave the seed in the ground, but that that, ground, that seed will sprout and grow. And not just sprout out of the ground five inches, no. But it will go on into maturity like wheat to eventually have a kernel with many seeds on it. God does target His children that draw near to Him, that seek Him, that are willing to continue with Him. These are spiritual principles. They're tough, but extremely rewarding. Extremely rewarding. Uh, my life, the Lord told me that my life would be tough, and I better pick the right wife. My wife was going to have to be sturdy. She was going to have to be someone that could deal with the hardships that would come to our in our future. And the Lord, uh, I didn't pick her. God brought her to me. And then uh, years later, I told her what was going to happen. And she wished that I had told her ahead of time because she might have had to think about it. No, not really. But the God's word to us individually is a good word. If the Lord, Peter, the Lord gave Peter a good word. Peter, you go where you will when you're young, but when you're old, somebody else is going to bind you and take you to your death. And Paul, Paul knew a word on the day of his conversion. Within three days, he knew that he'd go before governors and kings, and he would suffer much for the name of Christ. It was a good word. It was a prophetic word. It was given to him by, uh, by uh, Ananias, a young man who really didn't want to have anything to do with Peter, with Paul, I'm sorry, Paul. But it was a good word. The words that Christ will speak to us may not be pleasant, but they will be good words. And we can depend on what He speaks to us. Because if He gives us a word that is going to be difficult, then just know that He will give us the grace, His mighty, eternal power 
to go through that experience. And uh, whatever he would ask we do, he will give us the way in which to carry out those duties. This is for those that are being targeted. Now I'm going to be even more specific. In the seven churches of God, there are those who overcome. And to overcome means to be victorious, to triumph over. Now with each church, there is something unique that each of these seven lampstands and the people in these lampstands lampstands need to triumph over to the church in Smyrna. The good word was you are going to suffer. You're going to suffer much, but you're going to suffer for 10 days. And that persecution took place for, I forget, 150 years, 100 years, but they triumphed. And then he says, to those that overcome, I will give, and he offered them a promise. They had to overcome the hardship, be triumphant over the hardship, depart from, and it does kind of mean depart in a sense, from the fear of that hardship and that persecution. They can't be overcome by the fear of the of the hard word that was given them and these christians were burned they were torn they were hunted down but they departed from the fear of what would happen they were triumphant they were victorious they overcame it to the church in ephesus they had to depart from their, you know, you left your first love. They had to return to their first love. They had to depart from that thought of Christ not being their first love. They had to be triumphant over that. To Thyatira, the Catholic Church. The Catholic people are being targeted by God. The whole family within Catholicism. And God in the book of Revelation chapter 3, the end of chapter 2, I'm sorry, to Thyatira, their last church in chapter 2, he points out that it is, it is, uh, there is witchcraft. There is idolatry, great idolatry. Uh, there is a spirit in that church. It is very negative. It's still a lampstand. It's still a group of God's people within a system. Each of these lampstands, they're a system of religious belief in one way or the other. Each different from the other. And the word to the overcomers in the Catholicism is to depart from the idolatry. Depart from the deep things of Satan. Depart from the everything negative within that lampstand. 
You have to be victorious over it. You have to be overcome it. They have to leave it, depart from it, separate themselves from all of the negative things within that lampstand. In Pergamos, the church before in the Orthodox churches, the seat of Satan. Remember, the target of all, the, the Satan targets all seven churches. Yeah, mankind is a threat to the devil, but not like these seven lampstands, not the people in the eleven lampstands. I'm sorry, the people in the seven lampstands are the most uh, are the target of the devil. Because the overcomers in these lampstands are the ones who cause the kingdom of darkness the most grief. Satan can't rule over them. Satan has no victory over them. And the kingdom of darkness, all of the assignments that go out are initially, firstly, to target the faithful people in all of the seven lampstands. Christian, if you are being, if, if you're going through hell, if, if everything it seems like the wind, the rain, the floods, everything is coming at you, it's because you're being faithful. Stand. Just stand. And eventually, just like with Job, God will tell the devil, you must stop. Satan will try to kill you, but God says you must live. Satan will try to destroy you, but God says no, there will be no total destruction of my servant. Satan will try to steal everything from you, your health, your finances, your children, who knows what. But eventually the theft must come to an end. Because right now, in this world, in these lampstands, there is an army. There is the most feared army to the kingdom of darkness. This group of faithful people in all of these lampstands are the plan, the eternal plan of God for our time right now. There will be faithful Catholics, faithful in the Orthodox Church, faithful in Laodicea. I was going through the, in the first hour I started going through a list of basically each of these churches and when they existed. I'm going to just give you a quick rundown. The church of Ephesus was totally alive by the end of A.D. 100. From about that time of A.D. 100 to join the church in Ephesus, those people, those those uh, second and third generation apostles who were continuing to uh, teach the children of God the deep th the, the uh, teachings of Christ. Smyrna came into existence. This is when the great persecution began, because the teachings of Christ were turning the world upside down. Nations were being affected. The whole region was being affected. The regions outside of the Middle East, uh, up north into Turkey, were being affected. Into North Africa were being affected. So you had the suffering going on with the church in Smyrna. Then about uh, 
300 A.D., about that time, then there was another, it was time for a, a third lampstand to come into existence. This is about, uh, oh, right after three, 300 A.D. It would be the church in Pergamos. This would be the, the uh, suffering church, secondly. Then thirdly comes in the Orthodox churches. The Orthodox churches were there before the Catholic churches. The Catholic churches don't want you to believe that. They don't want you to accept the fact that that uh, they are the oldest church. They are not. Thyatira, 200, 200 years later, roughly, the Catholic Church, what we call the Catholic Church, the Church in Thyatira, it comes into existence. And it begins its, uh, you might say, spiritual life about 538 A.D. And they say that it, it uh, lasts for a thousand years. No, no, no. Many of the pastors in America, they have a dilemma when it comes to these matter of the lampstands. All seven of the lampstands exist presently today. They never, none of them, all seven, seven of them came into existence. No, no, none of them. There's not one of them that has died off. They all exist today. So then Thyatira. Shortly after Thyatira, the Catholic Church comes into existence. Not shortly, like a thousand years later, they had about a thousand year period of time where they did coexist with Pergamos and Smyrna and Ephesus. You always have uh, those who are very deep in the teachings of Christ, Ephesus, through each generation. Those that suffer through each generation. Those who uh, are orthodox to all generations. Then you have, again, Thyatira comes into existence about 538, they say, to 1500. Nope, it exists to this very day. But then, in 17, late 1700s, then you had Philadelphia come into existence. This is the home of Schofield and Darby, these type of people. Shortly thereafter, I mean just within a hundred years, you have the final church manifest, Laodicea, which becomes evident in the United States of America. Late eighteen uh, I would say I would say the seventeen hundreds. The late seventeen hundreds. The evangelical churches of, of America are now pretty well defined as being different from Catholicism, Lutheranism. Sardis is Lutheran. And we are much the evangelical churches. That's exactly what Laodicea does. It evangelizes. It presents to the world the God of creation. That's what we have, uh, we are experts on in America with the evangelical churches. God as creator creating all things in his creation. We can only exist. Laodicea is unique. I, I present this to this audience over and over. We are unique. The church in Laodicea is unique. 
we could only exist in the United States of America. We could only exist and be powerful through the power that is in the Constitution of this country, through the freedom to worship, the freedom of speech, freedom to own property, to be protected from the government. We could only exist and thrive in the United States of America. We can have outreaches, but because of the laws of the lands that we would do the outreaches in, we would be limited. We would be restricted. But in America, we have access to education. We have access to everything. We are unique. <clears throat> we are also dynamic. We are very gifted as a body of believers, especially in the Pentecostal charismatic slash charismatic churches, even in, the evangel even in the fundamental churches, we are very powerful in accurate teachings of Christ still, in spite of the apostasy and in spite of how the Word of God has been, I don't want, know if I want to say watered down or changed, or the teachings have been, aren't clear, aren't precise. They need to be. We're going to go to the bottom of the hour break. I'm going to continue when we get back. The podcasts are on 1360KHNC.com to the Olive Tree program. We'll be back in just a few minutes. This is Mark Hall, host of the Come Out of Her My People show here on the Roar of the Rockies. Tune in to discover why, whether it's the law of the land or scripture, what you've probably heard it says is not what is written. It's time to come out of all of that. Hi, this is Dana from Saddle Up Western Saddle and Tack Shop in Gilcrest, Colorado, right off Highway 85 and County Road 31. We are your one-stop equine shop. We offer saddle fittings on-site and off-site. Our motto, fit the horse, fit the rider, fit the budget. You can call us at 303-772-7821. Visit us on the web at saddleupcolorado.net. Hi, my name is Vince with Serenity Painting and Decorating. Since 2010, painting residential and commercial locations. For a free estimate, please call Vince Rivera at 970-978-9565. Please ask about our free window cleaning after paint service. Again, 970-978-9565. Hi folks, I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farmland, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, 
Call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. Most people think they can't afford to invest in gold and silver. But at the Patriot Trading Group, we believe that everyone should have the opportunity to own hard assets. That's why we created our Preferred Metals Program. You can get started for as little as $100 a month. Go to allamericangold.com and click on our Preferred Metals icon to learn how you can get started today. Or call us at 800-951-0592, the Patriot Trading Group, allamericangold.com. Hello, friends. This is Bradley Dean, show host for the Sons of Liberty. Join me on KHNC 1360 AM every weekday at 8 p.m., Saturdays at 5 to 7 p.m., and Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. When Jesus All right, we'll continue with the uh, thought that Laodicea. I spend time on Laodicea. The other churches coexist with us in the United States of America. The Catholic Church, Lutheran churches, Orthodox churches, all of these other churches, their initial places of birth are in Europe or Central Europe, Eastern Europe. Central Asia. America is unique in the sense that we were not brought into existence in the nations across the Atlantic. We were, according to the plan of God, given life, came into existence in the United States of America. 1776 I would say that we would go actually back to that period of time because already the men that wrote the Constitution were being influenced by the Bible and people in this country that had a background in the Bible and the realities of law and uh, how God intended to protect the citizens of of a country. Laodicea, we eventually would move into Bible study and evangelism. Evangelism took place immediately upon, you know, the pilgrims coming into this country. So we were, I read books like uh, Praying Hyde, and uh, I think Hyde, he was in the, there in the New England he would go out into the country in the wintertime and kneel down and pray for the Indians. Evangelism. Praying that they would come to Christ. And all the, the purpose of all the lampstands is to introduce Christ to the people, to the areas where they exist, to present Christ, and to be a salt and light to draw people to Christ to be born again. Now, in America, Laodicea had to exist. 
I present things that are difficult. Christ presented things to the disciples, to the disciples that were hard to take. But the thing is, they knew that they had never been taught in Judaism on the Sabbath when they would read out of the prophets. They hadn't been taught the deep things that Christ was presenting to them as to who He was, as to who God the Father was, as to the plan that God had with Israel, a deeper plan, a future plan with the Gentile people, a plan through time to the end of the age when Christ would come back and return a second time. They didn't have anywhere else to go. These words were very difficult. We're in a time now where in my ministry I present things that are very difficult, very hard to accept. Um, they're not comfortable, but they're honest. That's the only thing I can tell you. Is what I present, I've, I've studied, I've researched, I've looked at the scriptures, I've watched the society with the prophets of Israel, uh, I had I had a get together with friends. I was visiting, having lunch with friends yesterday. A group of close friends. The prophets of Israel and the prophets in the time in which we live. The prophets of Israel and the prophets of America have a duty. Number one. The prophets of Israel watched what happened in the temple with the priests after Solomon and with what with the children of Israel and the priesthood prior to Solomon. We Christians in America, we must watch what we prophets, watch what is happening on the pulpits throughout the land. We look at the men in these positions of authority in the pulpits, in these places uh, as the head of these assemblies, we are to watch, we are to listen to what they speak. We are up to observe their conduct. Uh, down in southern Colorado, Ted Haggard, very dynamic, head of the National Evangelical Association. We're to watch what they speak, what they do, and their conduct, what they do. Prophets in this country, you are to watch the men that are leading the assemblies of God, the children of God, in all of these assemblies. We are to look at their doctrine their conduct, their motives, to see whether or not, number one, they have been called by God to those positions. Have they been called by God or by the will of the flesh, by the will of man, or by the will of God, of, of uh, the will of man, the blood, by the will of blood? If they haven't been called by God, then number one, you can say that 
they are there because of their charisma, intelligence, and it's a job. Secondly, which is even more important to uh, this, we cannot ignore, are they even Christian? Are they truly born again? If they're not born again, they're wolves that have come in. And in the New Testament it says these type of individuals would come into the family of God and take positions of authority in the family of God, deceiving the people in their assemblies. The people would believe that they're actually believers. But they're clouds without water. The prophets have to operate. You prophetic people, this is who I target. This is who the Holy Spirit has asked me to target. The whole family in general, but specifically those that have prophetic ability. You have to have a gift of discernment. A gift of discernment is vital because this shows you what spirits are operating whether it's a spirit of deception, it can go on from there. Lying spirits. Uh, in assemblies, you have Jezebel spirits, uh, mainly women, but there are men that have that spirit also, but mainly women. They're very open to it, very controlling, and very powerful. Uh, they're very persuasive. And they have a way, an ability to draw people to them through emotion. Nevertheless, that's what a Jezebel spirit does. The prophets of Israel always watched those in the priesthood. We prophets in America must look at those in the Pulpit. <coughs> Excuse me. Another thing. They would look at, in the Old Testament, the prophets would watch what the king was doing in the, within the community, within the Jewish community. What was the king up to? What was happening in the civil, uh, in, in the community as far as the civil, the civil part of that community. We, in this, as prophets in this, uh, in America, we watch what's going on at the pulpit, then we watch what's happening within the Christian community, within the body. We watch what's going on in the assembly. We watch to see who's coming in, whether or not they're true believers or if they're infiltrators. We, I was with a, a friend in Delta, Colorado, and he'd come up to Delta. We were in Vegas, Ron Perry, Sr. And he always did every year a, a, a summer, a summer, uh, like, uh, what do you call it, a, uh, Revival. We came up to 
Delta. And uh, during one of the morning, after a morning meeting, we were having lunch. And uh, there was a gentleman sitting at a table. I've told the story before. I'm going to abbreviate it. And I knew him from Vegas because I had, the ra- I had a radio program there. And he came in on a Saturday, he and his wife, and sat down with a supposed apostle. And we, the four of us, were visiting during the 10 to noon hour. And I noticed, looking at his wife, I realized that she, I could tell there was some uh, bondage, some demonic activity, something wasn't right with her, and then her husband, I could tell that he was, hmm, I, I wasn't so sure he was even a believer. Well, then, five years later, we're in, well, four years later, we're in Delta. I sit down at a table at lunch across from this guy. And I'm thinking, hmm, this guy looks familiar. I didn't put two and two together. And I said, uh, he said, uh, we just started talking. Talking. He asked me how I knew Brother Perry. And I said, well, I, I'm in Las Vegas and I... You know, he's on the radio there, and I got to meet him. And he asked me a question. He says, well, what do you do? What do you, what do, you do? I mean, in your ministry, what do you? And I said, well, um, and I don't know why. I just felt to tell him this. He said, well, I go into assemblies, and I... Find out who in the assemblies are infiltrating from the other kingdom. And he sat straight up and he said, you can't do that. I said, what do you mean? He said, you can't do that. You, there's no way you can do that. I said, what, you mean go in and find people in the assemblies that are not truly Christian that might be infiltrating from the occult world, basically? Yeah, you can't do that. There's no such gift like that. And I said, no, there is. I said, yeah. Uh... You can, and I do have the gift to go in and find out and sniff out and smell and sense who is being sent by the devil. Well, he was one. He never came to another meeting. He was that person. And he was caught. I never saw him again. His wife came because she was a true believer. She believed he was a Christian, but he was not a Christian. He was new ager. And she had been influenced by him. Prophets, you've got to watch who's on the pulpit. You have to watch who's in the assemblies. It's the duty of the prophets to make sure that the Diablo is not sending his children in to destroy from within. You have the enemy without and the adversary within. This is one of the duties of the prophetic people. The other thing, prophets, you must be accurate in your doctrine. I know you want to be accurate in your prophecies, but I'm going to take you back to doctrine. If you're not accurate accurate in your doctrine, then you are not really, you need to mature, you need to study, you need to examine yourself Because the prophets of Israel, they were very clear 
on Scripture, what they had available to them, they were they knew Moses' law. They knew and they were they were accurate in the conduct and the they were they, they were just they were their conduct was they were holy and they were righteous. The prophets had to be holy and righteous. They knew the principles. They feared God. They knew that their duty was to protect the people. From what? Errant rabbis. Errant people in the uh, religious world, so to speak. What did Christ do when He came? Who did He target? He targeted, targeted the religious world. He scolded them for not knowing the Bible. He scolded them for traditions. He scolded them because they didn't live what Moses instructed, how Moses instructed them to live. The duties of the prophet are more than just prophesying a word to people. That is important, prophetic people. That is important. But that's down the list. You must know the scripture. You must know the true teachings of Christ. You need to put yourself around people that are knowledgeable about who God the Father is, Christ, who Messiah is, the work of the Holy Spirit, the eternal purpose of God, the time in which you live, many, many things. Another thing, we're going to go to a break. Another point, I'll try to, I don't have these written down, I'm just going from memory. You watch the society. And as you see the society become demonized, be sure the judgment on that society is coming. Are you prophetic people? Are you watching what's happening in this country? Are you watching the demonization of American individuals, the culture, through the culture occurring? It is happening right before your eyes, prophets. If you don't know the prophecies of Laodicea in America, it's there. It's evident. You have to search it out. But we're watching this culture. It has been turned over to the devil. America has been consecrated to the devil. And you're watching the shift in this culture. And prophets that really know the prophetic word, you know that it cannot be turned around, it cannot be reversed, it cannot, be, it cannot recover. We'll never get our balance back as a culture. We'll be back in a second. Please stop. 
clinically proven to stop bleeding in seconds. From minor cuts to large bleeding wounds, tear open the package and pour directly into the wound, apply direct pressure, and bleeding stops in seconds. It works for people on blood thinners, doesn't sting, is hypoallergenic, and is sterile. Bleed Stop, safe in the wound. Find Bleed Stop on the KHNC website. Simply click on the Bleed Stop button at the top of the page. Blue Dragon Spa in Longmont, Colorado, 1811 Hover Street, 720-680-0492. A new spa started by Steve, the Red Pill Truth Guy, and his wife, Valentina. Drop by. We offer manicure and pedicure, facial, and more. We have new state-of-the-art equipment, and we use the best materials available. Yeah, give us a call, 720-680-0492 or at 1811 Hover Street in Longmont, Colorado. Everything very good. Just come in and try it. January 22nd saw Northern Colorado invaded by thousands of Second Amendment patriots going to the new PE gun show facility at the Greeley Mall. Gone are the days of the crowded facility and limited products. Patrons shopped hundreds of tables filled with all the items you expect at a premier event show. For future show dates, CCW training, or seller reservations, visit PEShows.com. That's PEShows.com for more info. The new 90,000-square-foot premier events expo center located at Greeley Mall off Highway 34, is a perfect indoor space to plan your next event, weddings, graduations, concerts, or fairs. This space can accommodate. For leasing information, contact PEShows.com or call them at 970-663-9101. That's PEShows.com, 970-663-9101. Hey folks, as a CBD user, I can attest to its effectiveness. And now my kind CBD products are available at the station. You'll see tinctures, salves, lotions, creams, coffee, cocoa, tea, and much more. You'll even find CBD retinol cream. KHNC also carries my kind pet products, including shampoo and tincture, allowing your best friend to enjoy the same benefits of CBD that you do. The best prices, the best quality, and all THC free. My kind CBD, CBD as nature intended. Living Sharp is a lifestyle here at TVB's. You need to look sharp, carry sharp, and most importantly, be sharp. Let us show you how sharp it can be today. We're pushing ourselves to take as many walk-ins at both locations, but if we can't squeeze you in, we'll make a convenient appointment for you. Give us a call at 970-617-2158 for our Loveland location located at 4th and Garfield or in Mead at 720-745-0783 on the southeast corner of Highway 66 and I-25. If you're tech savvy, hit us up on Tommy'sBarbersAndBlades.com and as always, live sharp. Well, we're going to finish this hour at the end of hour two. Podcasts again are on 1360khnc.com. Contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. I finished off that last segment by stating that prophets... The prophetic people, you cannot, uh, you can't, I'm very, I want to be very, uh, uh, just as clear as I can be with you, you cannot take the teachings of Christ and the importance of sound doctrine lightly, you can't, because if you take it lightly, you're going to be off, 
on your understanding of of uh, what Christ presented with in the area of who his father is, who he is, the Holy Spirit, the plan of God through the ages, and the plan of God at the end of the time, and the time in which we live. Also, with your prophecies, you can speak prophetic words, that's one thing. God will show you things about people, and you need to be accurate as possible. Those that study Bible prophecy, you have to be very accurate in the interpretation of the prophecies for the time. There are some teachers who said that the uh, tribulation period ended in A.D. 70 when Jerusalem was surrounded and the temple was destroyed and that we are now living to some degree in the millennial kingdom. This is uh, false teaching. This teacher, a well-known individual, shouldn't be teaching at all. He should be removed from the airwaves, I feel, because many people that have believed his teachings are not watching the hardship, watching the storm that's coming into this country that's going to descend upon the churches of God shortly. What storm am I talking about? The tribulation. The beginning of the great seven-year storm, the great hurricane that has been predicted in Luke chapter 21, Mark 13, Matthew chapter 24. A great hurricane of evil, of hardship, distress, turmoil, anxiety, every evil thing you could imagine. This hurricane is coming. We are, we are in the early winds, the early breezes. Well, it's getting to be winds now before that hurricane begins. And it only intensifies year by year by year. The example, remember the famine in Egypt when it began, a seven-year famine? Every year it, got more, it was more difficult. Every year the hardships in that land, the hardships were more severe. Okay, we're at the end of the first hour. I'll be back for the final hour in about six minutes. Rick Rodriguez, All of Tree Ministry. KHNC is proud to carry my kind CBD products. Products include cocoa, top shelf tinctures, hemp salve, moisturizing lotions, and retinol cream. They also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin. To see all the CBD products we carry, visit the station at 2 South Parish or check us out online. Go to 1360KHNC.com. Click on the shop button. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. 
Rocky Mountain News Network. I'm Jim Williams. It'll officially be winter in a few more weeks, but much of Colorado feels like it's already here. Forecasters say today may be somewhat mild across the state, but then a really cold weather system moves in, and high temperatures in the coming week may drop 15 to 20 degrees below average for this time of year. Today's expected to be the last day in the 40s for a while, at least through the first half of the coming week. Winds mostly from the northeast expected to move into the state tonight, chilling things considerably. Some light snow might drop in Monday or Tuesday. One Colorado man, Ernie Clark, had worked hard the last 16 years to fix up old bicycles, and through his second-chance bike shop in Aurora, all of those went to people, especially children, who didn't have one, for free. Folks didn't have to go far to find generosity in Ernie. If they can give us a donation, fine. If they can't give us a donation, they get a bike anyway. Reporters recently learned he was a pretty special guy. My mom raised six of us, and we only had one bike. So I didn't want to see a kid that really needs a bike go without it. But now his shop's closed, and his son Ernie Jr. reflects on his dad. There was one word that he could not even say, and that was no. He couldn't even figure the meaning out of it if you, sh- if you showed it to him. That meant more than 4,500 bikes provided to youth in need, veterans, even folks experiencing homelessness since 2006. Clark Jr. says that was his father's passion until he died this past week. He didn't care about plaques. He didn't care about ribbons. He wanted thank yous. That's all he wanted. Some people wonder if they made a mark. I don't think he had to. His dad clearly left behind such a mark. His family hopes others can learn from Ernie Sr. as they work to keep his nonprofit efforts going. In sports, the Broncos are back on the field in Nashville today after a bye week facing the Tennessee Titans. They'll go in without safety Justin Simmons, who's been dealing with a knee problem in the past week. Analysts hope Denver can make the most of the fact Tennessee will be missing four of its defensive starters today. College football Saturday, the 114th Border War sent his bronze boot back north, the Wyoming Cowboys edging CSU 14-13. Jim Williams, Rocky Mountain News Network. This is Ernie Johnson, Jr. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. And college coaches work hard to help young men overcome Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's called Coach to Cure MD, and you can help. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill. Or go online to coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501. Help coaches cure MD. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. What do you want for Christmas? I want Christmas to last longer. One day is not enough. There's a magical place where I've made that happen. At Gaylord Rockies, there's 45 days of so much Christmas. Oh, and Ice is back, featuring a Charlie Brown Christmas. Join us November 18th through January 1st to make memories that will last forever. Get tickets and packages at Christmas at GaylordRockies.com. It is not because men have made laws that life, liberty, and property exist. On the contrary, it is because life, liberty, and property existed beforehand that men made laws in the first place. What then is law? It is the collective organization of the individual right to lawful defense and punishing injustice. Frederick Bastiat, The Law. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. 
I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. The one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont. Or visit WarriorsRevolution.com. That's WarriorsRevolution.com. Hey folks, the Rev here. When the economy collapses, so will society. Martial law will rule, but the protectors will become the looters and thieves. The future will be merciless. Prepare yourself now. Join the Rev for the best urban survival training available today. Call KHNC 970-587-5003 to reserve a seat now. That's 970-587-5003. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Why me, Lord? What have I ever done to deserve even one of the pleasures I've known? Tell me, Lord, what did I ever do that was worth loving you for the kindness you've shown. Lord, help me, Jesus, I've wasted it, so help me, Jesus, I know. Try to repay all I've taken from you. Maybe, Lord, I can show someone else what I've been through myself on my way back to you. Lord, Our soul is in His hand. All that we have is in His hand. All that we have was given to us through His goodness, His kindness, His mercy, His tender mercies. All that we have. We are living in the greatest time 
in the history of mankind. It will be a tough time. It will be difficult. The hardest time ever. Christ said that if he doesn't return, no flesh will be saved. Why did he choose us? Why did he call us? This is the mystery that unless God reveals it to you, you won't, you won't understand it. The, um, going back to what I had begun to mention in the previous hour, in Laodicea, in the evangelical churches of America, God had a unique plan for the evangelical world. The Catholic churches came, the religion came, Lutheran religion, Orthodox religion, the all the, the other six families came to America because America has a very... The churches in America, the evangelical churches, and now the other churches that came to this country have put themselves in a unique position. America is a is in the Bible. Uh, America is the elephant in the swimming pool. The pastors of the land may see it, but they don't talk about it. It will cost them everything. The pastors in the land that have talked about America being in the Bible, they came under ridicule and uh, they were demonized, laughed at. But it's now evident that you cannot hide a nation as powerful as this country. You cannot hide the truth. There is a spirit that has gone out on the minds of the Christian people in America. And that spirit's purpose, the purpose of it, it's a blinding spirit to keep you from seeing the truth about America being in the Bible and the hardship and the hardships that the churches that are in America are going to go through. I have a program planned, a couple of programs, a multitude of programs planned to give the verses about the United States of America in Scripture. If this is true, if America is in the Scripture, it is referred to as Babylon the Great of the end of the world. It would have a, it would be a Nation that would be young among the nations. It would be an end of the world within like centuries old. It would be young. It would be powerful. It would grow into a great empire. <clears throat> it would be great in sophistication of the culture, the technology communication, 
great in wealth. You can see the culture by reading Revelation chapter 18. The culture that explains the culture. It is a culture in chapter 17 that at one time would be a cup in the hand of God, used by God, but eventually it would, as it ages, it would become anti-Christ. It would become an anti-God culture society. And in Revelation 18, eventually it states that this empire, this nation of Babylon would be responsible for the people, the suffering, and all who are killed upon the face of the earth, including apostles and prophets. Now this is in America. And for those in the teachers in the country and pastors who fight the thought that there would be apostles in the time in which we live, well, they're missing what the scripture says. There has to be apostles because it will be the apostles in the final days as we close out the age that will tell the children of God and the family of God in this country and internationally that we are at the final, we are in the final years and the closing out of this church age. People don't like that term church age. But it is an age that it's about 1950 years, and then it, it is almost 200, 2,000 years, and then it ends. And the apostles in this country will know the prophecies concerning the United States, the prophecies of the churches in America, will understand the uniqueness of the seventh church, the young church, Laodicea. We evangelical Christians, just simply, you have fundamental, deep Bible teaching, doctrine, understanding members in the body of Christ in this country. And the force behind the, the the evangelical church is evangelism with each segment of the Laodicean church whether it be fundamental secondly Pentecostal charismatic and there would even be the messianic movement that would have to exist and be powerful in America, and it would come into its uh, uniqueness beginning with the Jesus movement in 1960, 61. And it would be through the Jesus movement that many young Jewish people would be born again in America. They would be baby boom generation Hebrew people in the United States of America, and there would be a a wind that would go through the 
baby boom generation, and there would be a great love of Israel and the Jewish people, not only at a distance in Israel, but in this country. And many of the young converts out of the Jewish families, the Hebrew families, would be rejected, but they would still move forward with the Holy Spirit and their Messiah in their lives, and you would have, out of that, would come Messianic churches. There would be doctrinal problems within Messianic assemblies. There are doctrinal problems. Uh, I've been, I've never, I mean, I've been associated with Messianic uh, people going back to the 80s. Uh, each group is different. There are some here that were in Colorado. I used to meet in their home. There are others in northern Colorado. Uh, the owner of this station, uh, I followed the Wiedemann family. Uh, never did. I'd been to a few Hebrew lessons with them. But because of the nature of my business, I worked nights. I couldn't continue. I have a good friend that uh, started a, uh, a Messianic assembly down in Colorado Springs. I've been affiliated with many, many Messianics. And I see the doctrinal issues and the differences between them. So I'm being honest to the Messianic community that listens. You do have problems. And there, of course there's going to be problems with your with just uh, doctrine. Some Messianics do not believe that the Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead. Well, that's uh, not biblical. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they're all part of the Godhead. Then you have differences in... Uh, I'm trying to think of the word... Hmm. I'll have to think of this word. Um, just in, you know, oh, I almost had it. I will think about it. There are just differences in, in many, many ways. Just like within the Pentecostal churches. No Pentecostal church is the same. They all have different personalities. Same with charismatic churches. Not as hardcore to some degree as some of the Pentecostals. They kind of lightened up a little bit. They're kind of sort of in between fundamental and Pentecostal in their conduct and doctrine. There are many Pentecostal and charismatic that I know that are very, very sound doctrinally and in practice. Then there are others that are way off. So in evangelical Christianity, you have this swing of personalities and kind of cultures. But... 
one thing about evangelical Christianity that is different. We, as a church, as a lampstand, we are different. Completely different than the Lutherans, Catholics, all the others. Because we are dynamic. We have a balance that they may not have. We have the gifts through the Pentecostal Charismatics. We have sound doctrine through the fundamental teachings of, of the big uh, teaching centers of this country. We are free. We evangelize. And the other thing, too, is we are not, we are not tied into a system to, some, to a great degree. We have been tied into a system. It's an unwritten code in all the evangelical churches starting from the late 70s to the present. If you're evangelical, you'll fit in. You can be a non-denominational. You can be all these things here. But you better have the same type of thought process. If you don't go to a church, then something's wrong with you. If you don't sit under a pastor, something's wrong with you. Uh, things of that nature. If you don't dress a certain way, you don't fit in. If you're, like with some of the Pentecostal churches, if you are not living with great finances, well, you're not believing the word is in the Bible, the Word of Faith movement. You should be wealthy. You should be well-to-do. You should have all the blessings of God in material things. So you see the differences in conduct and thought. Now, here's what the Bible says about the churches in America. The prophets really, for the most part, and the apostles definitely, will come out of the Laodicean churches. There may be some in Catholic churches, Lutheran churches, Episcopalian churches, all these other older, larger, established congregations. But the prophets, those that are prophetic, and the apostles will be pretty much exclusively come out of the Laodicean churches, the evangelical churches. Secondly, or in addition to, America is unique and it will be the nation that will be ruled over by the coming Antichrist. This is where it gets very difficult for Christians in America. Number one, they don't see that America's in the Bible. But if they do see America's in the Bible and is Babylon the Great, then they have to begin to think about is this nation going to be the seat of Antichrist? 
there are many indicators that it will be. One indicator is that we are the greatest empire at the end of the world. Scripturally speaking, in the Bible, when you hear the term Babylon, you can go to every verse that talks about Babylon. And Babylon is referred to as either ancient Babylon or end-of-the-world Babylon. The word Babylon, you have to see it in that context. Was it Babylon the Great of Nebuchadnezzar and the other men that followed until its destruction? Or is it end-of-the-world Babylon? The book of Revelation does not talk about ancient Babylon. The book of Revelation talks about the end of the age, Babylon the Great. And the end of the world, Babylon the Great, in Revelation chapter 17, gives you, 18, chapter 18, gives you the culture, the personality. Chapter 17 shows you the power, the authority, and the beast, and a woman, a harlot, who is vicious and is involved in deep, deep witchcraft and darkness. America has moved into that world. Chapter 17, the power of this woman. There's the beast separate from the woman. And the woman is carried by the beast. The beast carries her. And eventually, because he has to carry her, the animosity of the beast is eventually, at the end of the chapter 17, is to, with a group of other kings, he's the head of the, the group, but he, together with the other kings, destroys the harlot. So, there are two different aspects. One is the kingdom, the culture, what the woman is with all of the corporate corporations that make her powerful. The corporations that are tied into witchcraft. That the Antichrist is having a hard time controlling. Eventually he just says, do away with it all. And he with these other kings, they agree. And he gives them power for one hour to destroy this kingdom, this nation, this harlot. But at one time, the harlot, the culture, the kingdom, the country, was a golden, was a golden cup in the hand of God. Evangelical Christianity has been just that since it came into existence, about 17-something. We have been a golden cup. We have been used by God for wonderful, wonderful purposes that pertain to the kingdom of heaven. But now, what is in the cup has been corrupt. And the nation has taken over. All that comes out of that cup now is evil. And we Christians 
in this country, it has been prophesied that eventually we also will be overcome with everything that, that the world is. We will be overcome and be deceived by the devil. And we will become apostate. And that has come to pass. We are apostate. There are those that are still faithful to the Lord, but not all. The apostasy is going to, the, the result of apostasy is going to be punishment. When the children of Israel left God, went their, their evil way, went into idolatry, went into all the evils of the culture, which, whether it be child sacrifice, uh, every type of sex sin, uh, turning away from God, uh, denying God, bringing in... Well, when that happens, punishment would come. Well, punishment is coming to the Christian people in every one of the lampstands in this country. But it's going to be those in the church of Laodicea. We are the ones who are going to give the direction to the family of God. And we, in the evangelical churches, will have the dynamics through the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be successful against the attack of the forces of darkness. You don't think that's true? Well, I'm going to give you the verse. In Matthew chapter 16, the gates of hell will not prevail against the builded ecclesia. Not the whole family of God, but the builded family. The gates of hell will not prevail against this group of faithful believers. This is the way we're going. We have to accept it and understand it, and then we can be effective. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hi, everybody. Glenn Tate, co-host of Prepping 2.0. Shelby Gallagher here. Join us Saturdays at 9 a.m. Right here on 1360 KHNC. Where we bring you great ideas to take your preps to the next level. Power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American-made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. Insurance. Nobody likes buying it, but everyone needs it. The problem with insurance is if you don't need it, the money is simply gone. 
Car insurance costs hundreds of dollars a month, and if you don't get into an accident, which most people don't, the money is simply gone. Health insurance costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month, and unless you have a significant health issue, the money is simply gone month after month, year after year. When it comes to life insurance, all companies provide low-cost term insurance for people that acts just like car and health insurance. If you don't need it, the money is gone. At Northwestern Mutual, one of the reasons why we are ranked as the best insurance company in the United States is we offer a variety of low-cost blended plans that actually allow you to build wealth in the most likely event that you do not need to collect on your life insurance. Finally, an insurance plan that doesn't take your money and can actually build your wealth. To find out more, call me, Joey Jaquin, at 602-909-9048. Again, that's 602-909-9048. Hi, my name is Vince with Serenity Painting and Decorating. Since 2010, painting residential and commercial location. For a free estimate, please call Vince Rivera at 970-978-9565. Please ask about our free window cleaning after paint service. Again, 970-978-9565. Treat your ears and shake your rear with the Funky Garage Fossil Jostle, Saturday nights at 8 p.m. on 1360 KHNC. You'll hear the coolest 60s garage psychedelic surf and 60s and 70s funky grooves. Tune in, turn up, and get down. Oh, I'm going to skip that and uh, want to continue with this, okay? The Apostles and Prophets of Babylon the Great. Amos 3, Amos chapter 3. This was a warning to the children of Israel. And this warning to the children of Israel is a warning to the evangelical churches, to the lampstands of God in the United States of America. Listen to this word that the Lord has spoken against you, people, sons, children of God in the Christian churches, in the lampstands. I'm going to, I'm going to exclude Israel. It's to Israel, but I'm going to put Israel and insert the churches in America against the whole family that He has brought out of the world. Verse two. I have chosen you through rebirth selected you for a special purpose at the end of the world. I'm, this is my interpretation. I'm, I'm, follow through. Just follow me. Out of all the families of the earth, of all the churches internationally, we have been, uh, we who are born again in America, in all seven churches, we have been brought to this nation and there's a unique, special purpose and plan for us in this country. I say, this prophet says, we are in the land of the coming Antichrist. I will punish you for all your sins. What is the big sin of the evangelical churches in America? Now, I won't include now the Catholic churches, though they're included. I'm going to talk about Laodicea. What is the big sin in Laodicea? Lukewarmness. 
What does that mean, lukewarmness? Apostasy. This is what lukewarmness in the Laodicean church means. Apostasy. I will punish you for your apostasy. Verse 3. Two people will not or can two walk together unless they have agreed to do so. Agreed to meet or to go in the same direction. I'll go to verse 4 in just a second. This verse is speaking to the pastors of this country. The pastors are not paying attention to Bible prophecy. And if they did pay attention to Bible prophecy, I would say for the most part, they are not interpreting Bible prophecy correctly. My interpretation of Babylon the Great is America. My interpretation of Revelation chapter 13, the beast that comes out of the sea, is the president of this country. My interpretation of Revelation chapter 17, verse 10, the riddle of the seven kings, eight administrations but seven kings, is the last seven or the last eight administrations in the United States of America. Now, I have presented to this audience for the to the years, those that have listened, what I'm telling you on this in this audience today, on this program. The pastors of the land, until they see America's in the Bible until they can see that the seat of the beast is going to be the coming person that sits in the presidency, in that position of power in the future, until they can see that the riddle of these seven kings, Donald Trump being number seven, Jimmy Carter being the first, if they can understand the riddle, then things will begin to fit prophetically. And to the prophets, this has to be the interpretation that they have. That they see that America is in the Bible. Then things will fit. The prophets of the land have studied Ezekiel 38 and 39. They have studied Israel. But they don't see that the Antichrist the coming king of America, Satan is going to give him his seat and his authority and great power. And that king is going to invade Israel halfway through the tribulation. And that king comes out of the United States of America. After the Gog-Magog war is over, the Jewish people, the threat to them is not going to be Russia, not going to be China, not the UN, not the EU, not the Arab nations. The threat will be Babylon the Great. And it says in the scriptures that America, via through Antichrist, will invade and occupy Israel. The prophets of the land, if they're not going to the same 
to the same point, with the same understanding, with the, the same knowledge of the plan of God in this country, until they can see that, they're going to be scattered in their view of everything. And this is part of Satan's strategy, always has been. But like I read in the first hour, everything that has been hidden is now going to be revealed. Things aren't going to be mysterious anymore. Everything is going to be clear, made clear. And uh, it has to happen. It has to be that way. How can two walk together unless they've agreed to do so? How can the pastors of this land gather the family of God, the overcomers together with the same purpose, unless they see the reality of who this country is and who is going to come to rule this country and what this country will do? This country is to be the hammer, according to Jeremiah, I think it's in 51. We're going to be the hammer of the whole earth. We're going to be the maul, the sledgehammer, the, the crushing uh, authority and power to destroy the nations. And this in Jeremiah, I think it's 51, 50 or 51, I'd have to go look. This nation will destroy kingdoms. It's in the scripture. We will be used by God to through an antichrist will destroy the nations and make the cities of the world like a desert. There's only one nation that can do that. The prophets of the land have to have the same vision. That can only come by their minds, the lies, the, the spell on their brain being broken. They can look at the scripture and discern and and understand perfectly this is this is perfectly what the scripture says about the time in which we live number one there are apostles in America very few it's the duty of the prophets the, the apostles to present especially the realities and the meaning of the prophetic word concerning the prophecies about our time. One great prophecy, apostasy. Apostasy has set upon the minds of the children of God in the United States of America, upon the, the churches. It has happened. It's not happening. It has happened. And what that apostasy does is it gives the members of the body of Christ a sense of false hope. We're not in the Bible. America's not in the Bible. America's not going to suffer any hardship. We are going to be resurrected. We're going to be raptured. We're not going to... Yeah, we might see Antichrist, but he won't affect us. He's not going to hurt us. But the Bible actually says that he wears out the saints. He wears us out. And it says in Revelation chapter 11 
that he takes his armies in the country and outside of the country and makes war on the churches of God, on the family of God, on the, the witnesses, the faithful children of God that are witnesses in the time in which we live. We can't have the same... Uh, we have to work together, but until we see the type of work we have to do, and that can only come through clear interpretation of the prophetic scriptures, if we don't see, like Matthew chapter 24, I say, nobody taught me this. I didn't read this anywhere. I didn't study it. I'm reading Matthew 24 since 1974, and I don't think anything about it. And here, I realize recently, within the last year, Matthew 24 is talking roughly about the last 40, the, the time from Israel becoming a nation to the present, but actually it's even more narrow than that. It talks about the last 20 years till Christ returns. But even, it is even more condensed than that. It is actually talking about the last decade. And it begins with Christ telling the disciples that the temple, they, they wanted Christ to look at the temple. He said, it's going to be destroyed. A.D. 70, it was destroyed. Then, what Christ presented to the disciples in Matthew 24 it jumps from A.D. 70 all the way up to our time. And I say it jumps to like the beginning of 2020. And then it says that there's going to be great deception. When did the biggest deception really begin in this country? One of the main deceptions that took place is when Donald Trump won the presidency but didn't take his seat in the White House. Then it says that there's going to be people, are, they're going to say that Christ is coming, great deception, and I should actually read it. I don't know if I have it up here. Yeah, I do have it up. There are so many points I need to make, and I, I know I'm running out of time. Jesus leaves the temple, he walks away. The, follow, the disciples follow him. He points to they said, Lord, look at the temple. And the Lord said, do you see the buildings? I'm going to tell you something. I'll tell you the truth. Not one stone will be left on another. Every stone will be thrown down, pulled and torn down. Then he leaves that point. So now that is prophecy about just the temple. Now he leaves that point and he says, later, Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives then they came to him and said, Lord, tell us, when will these things happen? What will be the sign that it is time for you to come again? The sign of the age, of the end, the consummation. He says, firstly, be careful, watch out that no one fools you, misleads you, deceives you. Many are going to come in my name saying, I am the Christ, the Messiah. They will fool themselves. They will, they will fool mislead many people. You will hear about wars, stories of wars that are coming, rumors, reports of wars, but don't be afraid. These things are already happening right now. 
And don't be, don't be afraid. These things must happen before the end comes. But the end is not yet. Nation will fight against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. Nation against another nation. A kingdom. Something within the kingdom. Meaning in Luke, ethnos against ethnos. Race against race. We are in a race war in America. That is already now in motion. And the term Black Lives Matter, for example. There will be times when there is no food for people. The famines have become begun. Famines. There will be earthquakes. I was watching uh, one of the YouTubes. Do you know that almost every day there's about 50 earthquakes internationally? Tremors at least, maybe even more. <clears throat> These things will happen, but the end is not yet. And he says nations again are going to fight. Kingdoms, earthquakes. Then verse 8 says this, and this is part A. Part A began with verse 4. Actually, part A was with the temple. Part B begins with verse 4 and goes to verse 8. Verse 8. These things are the first pains that something new is about to be born. The beginning of the birth pains. Verse 8 ends part B. This is the time of sorrows, the time of trials, the time of hardship, and we've been in the time with the vaccinations, with the virus, with the lockdowns, with the masks, with everything else. We're still in the time of hardship, birth pains, but part B is about to end. We're going to part C very soon to the Christian people. Part C is the beginning of the seven-year tribulation. So there's A, B, and now C, verse 9. People are going to arrest you, hand you over and hurt and kill you. The world, all the nations will hate you because you believe in me, because you follow me, because you believe in my name. At that time, many are going to lose their faith. They're going to fall away. They will turn against each other, betray each other, hate each other. Many Christians that are faithful, your fellow Christians are going to turn you over to the government, they're going to rat you out. They're going to persecute you. And these are Christians. A war against Christian against Christian is coming. This is the first part of the tribulation. A war within the body of Christ. Tearing at each other. And the, the focus of all of the evil and the attack is going to come against you believers who are faithful. Your unbelieving apostate Christians are going to hate you, persecute you, turn you over to the authorities. They're going to do everything they can to make your life hell. I have a friend years ago. He said, Rick, I, don't, I know that the world is evil, but I fear the Christians more than I feel the world, fear the world. Because I see a spirit within Christian people that is more evil because they're so religious than in the world. This is true. It's talking about it right here in part C of Matthew 
verse 9, 10. They're going to lose faith. They're going to turn against you. Then it says many false prophets are going to come. They're going to appear. They're going to cause many people to believe lies, like America's not in the Bible, that you're going to be raptured, that uh, Antichrist is going to come from the Middle East or from Israel or from some other nation. No. This prophet says no. We'll be right back. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. The Federal Reserve is in control of our money, but lately control is the last word you would use to describe the Fed. Emergency rate cuts, huge increases in their balance sheet, the constant blowing of bubbles and boom and bust cycles that just leave most of us busted. I'm Joe Jaquin, owner of the Patriot Trading Group, and we have been protecting people's wealth for almost 25 years. Stop playing the Fed's game and get your wealth protected. Call us at 800 951 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. Chahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is TehiboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TehiboTeaClub.com. Hey guys, Tommy with Revo Knives. Wanted to let you know that we're bringing our knives laser engraved here for 1360 KHNC. You can pick them up at 2 South Parish Avenue here in Johnstown at their radio station. They're laser engraved with their logo. We're really proud to partner with them and have our Revo Knives on display, all for you guys to carry with your EDC rotation. Certainly can't underestimate the quality or the value you get for the money. Stop by and see them today or pick one up at RevoKnives.com. Off-Road Automotive, they offer a wide range of used automobiles for all your off-road and on-road needs. From classic Jeep CJ7s to high-end sporty Corvettes and everyday commuters, they have a vehicle for you. Bad credit? No credit? No problem. Their professional finance team has you covered. 1392 Denver Avenue in Fort Lupton, right off Highway 85, or give them a call at 303-502-3230. Well, we're finished with another program. And quickly, briefly, podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree program or the uh, Present Truth program, which I host Monday through Friday on uh, at 2 to 3. Contact information, Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. 
Now, with the Part C, this is the tribulation. This is when Christians will betray Christians. And it also says something interesting. But those people who keep their faith, who endure, stand firm, and persevere until the end will be saved. The good news is the gospel about God's kingdom is going to be preached in all the world. The great greatest final push of evangelism is going to be in that period of time. It will be pushed internationally, <clears throat> internationally to every nation. Then the end comes. Now, verse 15, part B or C is ended. Part D is the beginning of the tribulation. You will see a blasphemous object stand in the holy place, the abomination of desolation, declare himself to be God. And this is the beginning, part D is the beginning of the tribulation. This, verse 15, is the beginning of nighttime when no man can work. Once the abomination stands in the holy place, in Jerusalem, the temple, and there's another meaning too, I, I don't have the time, then nighttime has begun on the churches. And this verse 15 correlates with Revelation chapter 11, where the Antichrist will begin to send his army, his physical army with bullets, to attack and to kill the Christians. We will be here. Then 15, part D, all the way to the point of verse... Uh, it even calls part D the time of troubles and great persecution and tribulation. If Christ didn't return, no flesh would be saved. And during that time, there will even be a greater rise of false Christs and false prophets. When that tribulation is over, then the wrath of God begins in verse 29. Verse 29, soon after the tribulation of those days, then the sun will grow dark, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky. So there's part E, there's part A, B, C, D, and E. But for day, I'm going to leave with E, the great wrath of God, period. Lord, I pray that this audience will be blessed, blessed by your spirit. Your spirit fall upon them. Your spirit direct them, keep them, keep them and all that they love. Keep what is in their hand, protect it. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Rick Rodriguez. Folks, as a CBD user, I can attest to its effectiveness. And now, my kind CBD products are available at the station. You'll see tinctures, salves, lotions, creams, coffee, cocoa, tea, and much more. You'll even find CBD retinol cream. KHNC also carries my kind pet products, including shampoo and tincture, allowing your best friend to enjoy the same benefits of CBD that you do. The best prices, the best quality, and all THC-free. My kind CBD, CBD as nature intended it. 
You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Hi, this is 